Are you still mixing station gas and oil for your string trimmer, leaf blower, or chainsaw? Eliminate the mess and the guesswork with True Fuel, the original pre-mixed two-cycle fuel. True Fuel is ethanol-free and precision-engineered for small engines, improving performance, and extending the life of your outdoor power equipment. And True Fuel is available for both two- and four-cycle engines. Empower your equipment with True Fuel. Available at your local home and garden center today. And another week here, Weissman, yeah, Weissman and I, I'm Arrow. And I'm Steven. And we got another exciting week of sports for you. A lot happened in the last week, so we're going to get started. The number to call is... 1605-562-8001 and press 5 to call in. And we're coming at you, I-95 Sports Network. We got uh, some Mets, we got some Yankees, they had a rough, rough series against the Red Sox. Nice bounce back though. Yeah, both won. Nice two wins. Very important. Uh, Divisional wins. Mohamed Wilkerson, the Jets finally got something right. They signed their best player and their best leader to a long-term contract. Um, We got a Ranger fan favorite. Moved to Ottawa. Uh, something I didn't wasn't too excited of at first, but uh, I understand it. And we'll get to that a little later, but right now let's get to the, dis- the disappointment that we know as the New York Mets. Well, you know... Friday, I got the privilege to drive down to Philadelphia and see a nice Mets win, actually. Bartolo Colon was outstanding for the first five innings or so, six innings. I know he was playing uh, no-hit ball, but he had a perfect game until, you know, until like the five, fifth, fifth or sixth inning. inning, yeah. Was it the fifth? Something like that. Uh, so that was really fun to watch, and I know they got a boost with Ligares' home run. Uh, in the third inning, whatever it was. Yeah, that's another thing we got to talk about, that outfield situation. Yeah, I'm hearing maybe, you know, Cespedes is going to stay in left field, and now the Conforto's got called back up. Why are you even calling up? What? Sorry, why are you even calling up? You know, because he's raking in Las Vegas. How much time do you want down there? But if Cespedes isn't going to play center, why bring Conforto up? you going to put him in center field? That's what they're planning on. Well, Terry joked around with it. Why not? And he joked around putting uh, Reyes in center field as well. Well, you know what? Reyes has been a bright spot at third base. I mean, he had one mistake yesterday, I he, believe. He hasn't killed you defensively, though. He's actually been very – he's salvaged that position Speaking over of there. defense, did you see what happened yesterday with Cespedes? I, yeah, I, I, I think I mentioned it to you last night. Well, something that we're, Cespedes is very well known for is his arm. You know, so a ball – Goes past the third baseman, Jose Reyes. He's not really fielding his position that well. He's, new, He's still learning new the, at the position. position. So, uh, I forgot who it was, but it was someone who was rounding second, uh, rounding Contreras. third. Yeah, it was Contreras, the cleanup hitter for Chicago Cubs. He was rounding third base. The ball was right at Cespedes. Cespedes gunned him out by a good 10 feet. And you know what? He was out by a landslide. I know that. you. I called you as soon as that happened. Don't you remember that? No, I called you. No, I All right, whatever it is, all I hear is, ah, oh, suspicious. What, 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 what happened? Well, I was in the car. What happened? I threw him out. Oh, I thought he hit a home run. But when was that play? Was that play yesterday where was, a ball went through his legs and, uh... I think it was the night before when it went in the ivy. Yeah. No. That no. Was, that was last night. It went in the yeah. ivy. He just froze his hands up. It's like wrapped up in the ivy. Maybe. I, it was, I don't know. Remind me of that play of the one that he did that in spring training 
against whoever it was, the Marlins or something, where the ball was under the, the wall and he said it wasn't playable. Whatever. Uh, I, don't, I don't even remember that. I mean, listen, it, it's just, it's, you know. That's your one It's important as it is. The thing is, though, he it, he doesn't want to play center field all of a sudden. I mean, he's the one who came in here and said, no, I can play center field. And all of a sudden, his quadriceps quadri- hurt. His, quad, his quad's bothering him. He doesn't want to play center field. I mean, come on, man. You, listen to me. You're getting paid $27.5 million. No one's getting paid more than you this year. People want to see a center fielder. You want to go and make big bucks and a long contract in the offseason next but year? Then, but now you also have to play in one Garris who's been stellar since he's come he off the has, deal. And this is a good problem to have. But you got Conforto right down in the triple in triple A. He finally got his mindset right. He's finally raking the way he should again. Yeah, but that means you have to call him up. You can't just you need his bat, you know. But where's oh. he gonna play? You gotta put him in there. You gotta find a way. You gotta find a way. I don't understand. I mean we'll see what happens tonight. Terry did indicate that Yoannis probably would be in center field tonight. Uh, I don't believe we have the lineup yet. I'll check out on Ruben's Twitter, which is usually where it comes from. But if you're Cespedes, come on, man. I, you know what? Sandy Wallace and Terry Collins, you got to sit them down. Being like, hey, you know, what's going on? If we need you in center field. Conforto's on, can't play center. It's funny. Actually, Terry. Why can't he play center? I know he's never played it before, but. Well, there you why? go. He hasn't played it before. That's the thing. He didn't take any fly balls down to AAA in center field. It took him in the right. Which is, you know, really should be a right fielder all in all. I yeah, mean, but the army has. I mean, come on. He's not comfortable with it. <laughs> yeah. Where are you going to move Grandy? You're going to have to put him in center field. That's the thing. He, the, I don't think he's got the legs to do that No, anymore. at this point in career, he doesn't. I mean, but he, Cespedes is so important to this team. He's getting paid $27.5 million this year. He's the Mets MVP. Who knows where they would be without him? And, hey, you know, maybe even contract extension in the worst. Who knows? I, uh, he, I think he deserves one. I, of course he does. There's no doubt about that he does. But he, he Oh, the Mets going to pay it, though. Uh, that's the thing. Uh, listen, you could maybe, if you let go Granderson, you have money to sign him, and then Cologne's contract comes off the books. Walker's contract comes off the books. So in all reality, yeah, you probably will have the money to re-sign a Ioannis Cespedes. That's a conversation for a different day. But it's definitely possible. The money's going to be so. there. I think it's important, you know. Where would the Mets be without Cespedes? Would they have, still have Alejandro Diaz still playing center field? They would be in third place, and it wouldn't even be close. I'm telling you, what are the Marlins? Well, we are in third place. They're, Miami, I, I, yeah, but it wouldn't even be close. Them. It would not even be close, though. I, I mean, what does the record say? I think they're one game in the lost column behind the Marlins. We'd be... Battling I know, we'd be bad. We'd be battling with Philly for, uh, for fourth. fourth. Yeah, I, I I, mean, I don't even think it would be close, to be honest with you. But uh, the Mets have got a lot of issues right now that are rearing, it's starting to rear its ugly head. But the, the games like this weekend for the Mets are the ones you need to win. Like, the Brahma stellar on Sunday. Who, what happened with, What happened on Saturday? I can't remember. Was that Noah? No, that wasn't Noah. That was the Logan for Star, which he didn't Logan pitch Brett, terrible. Brett. I, he gave up two runs. Hey, listen, I, uh, I'll take the six innings, two runs from Logan Rivera. I'll, I'll take no, that every day of the week. No, of course, you have to. Um, I still think the Mets should go into the trading deadline looking for a starting Which pitcher. Which I think they're looking for. I believe so, too. Like, even a guy that we saw on front, that I saw on Friday, a guy like Jeremy Hellickson, I could see him, his name being tossed around. He wouldn't you know toss that, a lot, either. But can he pitch in New York? I, you know, we never know, but his curveball is one heck of a curveball. I'm like, 
soft when I saw that. Yeah. You know, he, he, he's good. He's good. He's a good player. But just some of these issues, man. I, I, Steven Mass is another one. Uh, he's clearly not healthy. No, he's not. And you know what? It's come to, you know, maybe you have to Shut put him at DL. I, I don't know. And then you... You got Zach Wheeler, who knows what to do with him. But at that point, if you're shutting down Matt, Harvey's already out for the season. You don't know when Wheeler's coming back. Does this all of a sudden look like a team that should sell a Cespedes, who's basically on a one-year deal? Should sell a Neil Walker, who's on a one-year deal? Could you imagine what the fan base would be like if they started selling? I, I, I don't think it's gonna, they'll get to that point. I hope not. God willingly. But that's something that's being talked about now. because. Neil Walker. Neil Walker had the opportunity to tie the game yesterday. And what did they what did he do with Runnerson's scoring position? Okay. Something the Mets have been doing all season. And you know what that is? Hmm. Absolutely nothing. Well look at Shubal Cabrera. You know Shubal Cabrera is 0 for twenty eight in Runnerson's scoring position this season. Disgusting. I don't know how these guys got learned to not Bringing runs, you know. Well, I mean, we talked about that in the beginning of the year in April when the Mets were, what, 15, 8, whatever it was. Uh, this team's so reliant on the home run ball, but you live and die on the home run. But when you're not hitting the home when you're not hitting home runs, how are you going to knock in runs? I mean, that's the issue that we that we face here with the New York Mets. And that's the issues that are in luckily reality. They are luckily, they are hitting those few home runs. You know, but it's not like obviously in April where Neil Walker was hitting ten in the month of April, and Conforto was raking in April, and Cespedes hasn't been stopping. You know, but that's what the Mets need right now. The Mets need that power. Well, coming into this season, what did we rely on? What did we say that the Mets need to do this to win? All five starters needed to be healthy. All five of them needed to be as dominant as we believe that they can be. That's not. That's that's two things that. Have not happened so far? Before Harvey went down, he was not the pitcher that we once knew he was. We knew that was going to happen. Matt well, we... isn't healthy. Synagard's not healthy. I, he, I mean, he's throwing 91 mile per hour fastballs in his last start. I mean, he's at his dead arm. That's scary. The Grom's performing. Bartolo's performing. I mean, the ages was Bartolo Colon. We're lucky with Bartolo and the Grom. Yeah, and you don't know where one wheeler's coming back. So this team has a lot of problems. And it's it's amazing that they're only one game out of the playoffs right now. They're lucky. But think about it. Even if they do get to the postseason, uh, you're probably going to face a Fernandez or a Kershaw, and you're going to have to hope that DeGrom pitches the way he did last postseason to get you into the next round. Uh, can the Mets do that? I don't know. I mean, you look at the standings here. They have – what do they got? They're one game behind the Marlins. That puts them – let's see here. That puts them one game behind the Dodgers as well. Oh, two games behind the Dodgers. The Cardinals only have one game back of them. The Pirates are only two games back of them. Does that say the Mets have the third best record in in, in the league? What is? No, no, no. This is this is the wild card standing. Wild card. Gotcha. This is the wild card. Dodgers, are, Dodgers in the first wild card spot. Marlins behind them. The Mets behind them. And they got a big series coming up with the Marlins. Every series right now is pivotal for this team. This Cubs series, you could tell you, and they're in, they're in their head as much as you want. They weren't going to beat them every such time. A good team. And they weren't going to beat them every time. And you'll see what we you get out of the Arietta Syndergaard matchup tonight. You no, know, they're even playing without Ben Zobrist right now. And look how, you know. You said that last night. When did he go down? The other day. He wasn't even playing in the All Star game. Is that how? It's, that lineup is so strong. You know, I mean, you don't have a lineup. You got Chris Bryant. 
he's batting in, in this two hole. You got Anthony Rizzo right behind him. You got they got Contreras behind him. I love that kid. You know that lineup is so good and it's so deep. And you know what I like about someone I really appreciate Anthony Rizzo. Mm-hmm. You know he's so under the radar. He's so you know what's the word underrated. You know there you go, buddy. I mean, you talk about the top first base in the league. You, you know, you, you talk about Goldschmidt. He's not under the spotlight. No, he's not. Like Goldschmidt or Agon, you know, Agon. I think uh, Rizzo is definitely underrated. Uh, I think it's a factor that there's a lot of players in that lineup that you want to see, and that lineup's so deep. I mean, you, you don't even realize anyone's have, out. I, I think you have what's his name, Russell Addison Russell, like batting eighth. I, well, some, or I mean, listen. Low in the lineup. Fowler's out. Schwarber's out. Zobers is out. And you know they don't miss a beat. And you don't even realize that they're you know how many injuries occurred to the lineup because you have Baez at second base, a player that they thought were gonna was gonna be very productive for them this season. You got you know it's just one kid after another. You you put Contreras in the outfield, which is really a catcher, but you can play the outfield too. The kid that an athletic freak. You don't even realize, man. But let's move on to the Yankees. Hey, speaking, you know what? You know, yeah, turning to the Yankees. Just you brought up a guy's name that I think the Yankees should really look into. You know, and that's Kyle Schwarber. I know he's hurt this season, but we were talking about it last night. Another guy could be the full-time DH. Schwarber, <laughs> what position does he play? Can he, can he play catcher? No. Can he play left field? He can't play anything. Exactly. You know, I think Schwarber would be a perfect fit for the Yankees. It's, Unfortunate that he got hurt before the season even started, you know. But he's a guy the Yankees should definitely look into. Maybe come the off season. He they won two games in a row. <laughs> Congratulations, Congrats. now. Tell the team. Yeah. Um, I what I think the Yankees should do because we're approaching August first. You know, it being July nineteenth and all. Um, the Cubs can't win the World Series with the back of the bullpen that they uh, they could, but. It's not going to be easy with just Hector Rondon back there. No, the they Giants, need another guy back there. The Giants certainly can't win the World Series with San, San Diego Casillo. Yeah. Um, the Yankees should wait as long as they possibly can and get as much as you can for Chapman. Whether it's a big prospect in the Giants organization, whether it's Schwarber, whether it's Gallo or Mazzara from Texas, the Yankees have a lot of leverage here. Well, they already said they're not going to ship away Andrew Miller as they shouldn't. You know, Miller's been a stud. He's been one of the bright spots. You don't need three closers. Two, I, I could live with. Absolutely. Look at the Mets. But Tampa's hasn't been that great, though. I, listen, I'm not worried about He's been about very shaky. He has been at times, but, you know, like 10% of the time that he, he, he's been a disappointment. 90% of the time he's been the regular Dylan Batantis that we know and love. Um, the thing with Miller is he's still under contract after next year. So you have some length on him, which could probably get you a boatload, really. Uh, especially a reasonable price. Especially these, this day and age, you're paying $12 million for a closer. It can be great for a team. This is who? It would be a bargain. Andrew Miller. Andrew Miller. Okay. Uh, I don't think the Yankees would really get as much as they want for him. Even though you probably, you know, if a team is desperate, they'll give up a boatload. Uh, we've seen that. We saw that with the Mets, which, you know, a trade's allowed to work out for both teams. One team doesn't always have to get a lopsided deal, a.k.a. Uh, Ari Dickey for no Syndergaard. I'm talking about that. Dickey, how about him, you know? Yeah. Uh, listen, the Mets wanted to. They could sign him this upcoming winter. 
hey, you know, that might not be a bad idea. You know, I know we're talking about Yankees right now, but going back to the Mets real quick, you know what name I heard that tossed around that they might be interested in a reunion with? Mm-hmm. Did you hear what the Pirates GM said about Jonathan Nee? No, 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 no. No, <laughs> yeah, I know, and I, we wouldn't be a big fan of it. No, it would no. be the worst idea. No, it would be the absolute. That's exactly what it be. It would be the worst idea I could ever come up with. For what reason would I bring in Jonathan Nee? Because you have Stephen Matz, obviously not healthy. Syndergaard, obviously not healthy. Harvey's out. You have Logan Verrett as your fifth starter. This is a guy. Let me tell you something. Talion's out. Cole was out. This is a team that's rotation is mediocre at best, and John Neese is the one that gets put in the bullpen. Excuse me. Neese is the one that gets put in the bullpen. What does that say about Johnson Neese? He's obviously not good. But well, according to the GM, of Pirates, I, I forget his name, but he, sa- he said to the media, I would rather have prospects than Jonathan Nice. What does that tell you? I yeah, no, <laughs> there you go. I mean, you should have thought about that before you traded Neil Walker. Thank you very much. This is a guy that has never been mentally, you know, has never been there mentally to pitch in New York. We've seen that. We've seen him melt down in the middle of the fifth and sixth inning. This is a guy that was not a good clubhouse guy. No. And I know he's had his, you know, arguments with Collins. And this is also a guy where, you know, as bad as the Mets def- up the middle defense was last year, a guy they were shaking his head and throwing his gloves in the middle of the, in the middle of the diamond. I mean, come on, man. I this don't know. Is, they got to get someone. No, this is not a guy that you want back. I mean, come on. I applaud it. And the Mets aren't really, you know, despite Jose Reyes, they aren't really into the whole reunion thing. Like no. I would say. I mean, you no. Know, Sandy's not that. Doesn't seem like that type of guy. They they didn't the only reason they brought in Wraith is because they were desperate for a spark and they didn't want to pay fifty million dollars for a Gurriel. So there's your answer on that. To get back to the Yankees, um it, there's a lot of options for them out there. There's a lot of, do you blow this whole thing up or do you just trade away a couple pieces you really don't need? Do you trade away a thirty nine year old Beltron? You trade you away a Chapman. I think you have to trade both away. They both have expiring contracts, but then you get a little bit deeper into it. Do you trade a McCann? Brian McCann's making way too much money for the production that you're getting at. And his age doesn't help. No, it doesn't. How many years of, you know, a quality catching job does he have left? I, he's the second highest paid catcher in the league behind Buster Posey, deservingly well. Um, he, How many catches would you really take over? Over who? McCann. I would take Posey over Posey, him. of course. Luke Roy. Salvi. Sal, Sal Perez, absolutely. And who else would you... Not, not too many more. I guess not. Wilson Ramos, I would take over. I'm Ramos not having a career year. I mean, if you incorporate defense with it, I'd rather have Yanni or Molina. I best defensive catcher. You no, know, I made a mistake with my fantasy team earlier this season. Not that I look. Story of your life. I mean, come on. But I had Molina was a free agent, and I picked him up, and then once I got someone off my DL, I dropped Molina, and he's having he's like in the top ten of batting averages. I mean, there's so many there's so many other catches that. I mean, Brian McCann, McCann doesn't isn't worth the money that he's making. No, it's not. But at the at the time, we all thought it was a good deal. No, at the time it was a great deal. But uh, listen, with every five six year contract you have, you expect to get good three years out of it. And let's just say that's not the worst contract the Yankees have. No, I mean, let's talk about Jason El- uh, uh, Jacoby Ellsbury for a minute. You know when you know you're a bad team when you would give up half of your diamond for practically nothing. Yeah. Wouldn't you get you would give up A Rod for nothing? 
Yeah, Teixeira, but nothing. Teixeira, Ellsbury, McCann, CC. At this point, Michael Pineda. I mean, you guys have been a disaster since he's been here. That's when you know you're a bad team because when you give away five starters, five starters for nothing? Are you kidding? They would happily get rid of Chase Headley. I didn't even mention him. He's been awful. I mean, he's been god awful in New York. I mean, come on. He's it's, definitely not the RBI leader, batting average leader that he was in San Diego. No, and, and he wasn't even that great in San Diego. He had it's one. He had a career year. He had a great year. He had a good year with the Yankees his first year here, and he's been he's gone downhill ever since. He's a guy that the Yankees, I'm sure, would love to sell. I'm sure. I don't know. Love to sell. They would take. Just take him. We'll pay his salary. We'll pay half his salary. Just take him. You don't even need to give us anything back. But that's also to Sarah and A-Rod as well. And this is this team needs a full rebuild. I really hope fans realize that. I Listen, for everyone waiting for the 2018 or 2019 free agency, whatever it's coming, that's waiting too long. Because what are you supposed to do until that? This team does. All right, this team has a lot of prospects down in the minor leagues. You have a judge. You have a Mateo that's probably you know still a couple years away. Well, you know what? Actually, Judge is hurt right now. I read uh, in the minor leagues. He's on the minor league DL. Uh, I forget what's wrong with him, but Judge isn't an answer right now. Uh, oh yeah, look at that. He has uh, a knee injury. Well, that was ten days ago. Um. It was uh, before the All-Star break, I know that. Uh, Jesus, I mean, it's one thing after another with this team, but in all reality, I, you have, listen, the left, the whole left side of Diamond and Mark Deshera, you give up for nothing. CC would give up for nothing. Who do you trust in that rotation? If you got into a one-game playoff today, if the, if the Yankees miraculously made a run and you were in a one-game playoff against whoever it is, the Astros, the Orioles, the Red Sox, who would you put in there? Do you have confidence in anyone? that Malcolm? But, see, you, you were hesitant about that. You had the utmost confidence. See, with the Mets, it's the ground. I don't have that one guy, no, not for the Yankees. I, I, CC, maybe? No, no. I, Ivan, no, no. Tanaka, it would have to be Tanaka by default. Yeah, Baldi's in the bullpen. Yeah, see, and he's in the bullpen for a reason. You've given Chad Lee a chance right now. And he's been bad ever since his first start. I, It's just... That seems a mess right now. You know what? There's still that 500 team up and over. You know, they're battling 500, and they need to make that, make that one move or two moves or whatever it is. But Brian Cashman's got to go out there, do his thing. You know, you got to get some pro- whatever prospects. You got to look at, you know, are you a buyer? Are you a seller? They, they shouldn't buy. There's no way. There's no way in this world they should buy. There's no reason to. You Trey think, Chapman, Trey Beltron, and you don't think they have a chance. Not, Seattle. not one. Listen, let me ask you something. I don't think so either. But you know, all right. Let me do this. Let me do this. They're five ga- five games back of the wild card, of the second spot. Awful. It's no, so early. But let me ask you this: Are they better than the Red Sox? Absolutely not. Are they better than the Blue Jays? Absolutely not. Are they better than the Astros? Definitely not. Are they better than the Royals? Speaking of the Astros, do you see who they signed? Gary, yeah, Gary. Oh yeah, the yeah. guy. He got a nice contract. Are they better than the Astros? No. Are they better than the Royals? No. Are they better than the the better than the Tigers, even though they actually only yeah. couple game. Um, I think that's that's even. Uh, they're better than the White the Mariners. It's probably even. Probably even too. Yes. The, yeah, the White Sox is. But the fact is that one, two, three. You're not better than four of these teams in front of you. You're not making a run. That's just the the fact of reality. And Yankee fans have to get over that. 
I mean, come on. Uh, I don't know. Uh, anyway. Hey, listen. Jets finally did something right. Their leader, their best player, Mo Wilkerson, five years, $85 million, $53 million guaranteed. Hey, and Mo Wilkerson really got a nice contract. The, uh, the Jets GM, you know, you're not really, you can't, you're not too sure what he's about, you know. Fitzpatrick, obviously, still on sign. Did anyone, ex- did you expect Mo Wilkerson to get signed? Not at all. No, 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 not at all. This, this is the thing with Mike McCagney. You expect the unexpected with him. You didn't expect Red and Marshall to be able to come over here, shipped over for, what, six round pick? No, I didn't, I did not expect this at all. But that's the beauty with Mike McCagnin, is to expect the unexpected. So we'll see what happens with Fitzpatrick. Um, but Mo Wilkerson's huge. You know, they weren't signing Sheldon Richardson. No, the guy's too much of a head case. I, I mean, when you get caught with your car reeking like marijuana, with a 12-year-old in the car, evading the police. Speeding 120 miles an hour. I, no, that's not a guy you want for the long term. And I think the that's Jets realized that. The Jets probably realized that and said, well, Wilkerson's the leader of this team. He needs to get paid. It's not Von Miller money, thank God for that, because I, I don't even think Von Miller was worth what he got. I probably, I don't even think, you know, he's not better than J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt gets paid less than Von Miller. But he, uh, now the question with the Jets is, what do you do with Fitzpatrick? Because now, now you got around five, six million dollars in the cap, and they'll find that cap money somewhere to give. It's New York. Uh, listen. He, the thing is with Fitzpatrick, and was five weeks ago now, the second week of the show, I ranted about how they should go out and just give Fitzpatrick the money, give him a one-year deal, do whatever you have to do to get him here, because you do not want Geno Smith under center week one. And it looks like they're going to war with Geno Smith. No, but that, look at it. listen, I, I've read the book. I know how it ends. Geno Smith is not the answer. What are you going to tell me? He looks good in T-shirts and shorts and OTAs? Great. He's looked good in T-shirts and shorts every single year. And he's not a leader on this team either. That's a big factor. Fitzpatrick has a lot of chemistry with some players on this team. Marshall, Decker. But obviously Fitzpatrick isn't the answer. You know, he isn't the future. Neither is Geno Smith, but... No, he's not. But the future's not on this team. And I'll get into that in a second. As we do have a caller on right now. Caller, state your name. Where are you from? Paulus, state your name. Where are you from? This Hello? is Tony from Queens. Tony, how you doing, Tony? I'm good, Oz. You talk about leadership, Geno Smith not being a leader. How can you sit here and say Ryan Fitzpatrick is a leader? This is a guy who's burning bridges every single day in that locker room by being greedy and selfish and not wanting money, no longer talking to Brandon Marshall or Eric Decker. How can you bring a guy back like that? There's no loyalty. He's not respected by his teammates in the locker room. Every bridge is burned. Tony, Tony, I agree. I completely agree with what you're saying about bridges some bridges being burned. He doesn't talk to Brandon Marshall. You really want a guy... Remember what happened a year ago? He also got punched by a practice squad player, broke his jaw, over $700. That's not leadership to me. Well, I, and you saw the chemistry last year. Fitzpatrick had a career year with the pieces they put around him, and they should try to repeat that. I went on they record. They still missed the playoffs. I, they did miss it, and I get it. I get it. Money game, he didn't come up. Uh, can you say the game plan was the best, though? I mean, you're in a windy Buffalo arena, and you're throwing the ball 30 times with Fitzpatrick. Fiverr gets, what, six, seven carries that game? I mean, you saw how the Bills beat you that game. Tyrod Taylor was on his horse. 
killed him with his legs. Listen, some quarterbacks you can't really expect to take him to the promised land. Russell Wilson wasn't taking. He didn't take the Seahawks to the promised land. They took him with it when they won the Super Bowl. They did not. Mark Sanchez did not take them to two AFC Championship games. That team took them with him. You can't expect that from Fitzpatrick. I understand, but can you expect it with Geno Smith? Have you seen Tony? Let me ask you something. Big fan, I assume. Of course. Have you looked at the schedule? How many games are they winning with Geno Smith? I know Fitzpatrick or Geno Smith, they're not better than a 500 team. The schedule is incredible. You didn't improve the defense at all. You couldn't cover last year. You added no one in the secondary. And that's, listen, Darrell Revis, man. You gave him the highest paid contract in the cornerback. Darrell Revis was a shell of his former self last year. No one disagreed with that. But you have a Leonard Williams, you have a Sheldon Richardson up front, you have a Muhammad Wilkerson. That pass rush and that defense up front will cover up a lot of the, you know. Um, You're right, it's great, but who covers? Who covers? There's no secondary whatsoever. Let me ask you this. Guards from the Super Bowl 2011-2007, they didn't have a good secondary. That front line covered everything up, and that's what the Jets are trying to do now with Williams, with Richardson, with Wilkerson. With the fans, you're going to have to run the ball. You're going to have to rely on Brandon Marshall to make a lot of circus catches, which is not something you want to rely on. But who's the one of Marshall? That's the thing. You've seen Geno Smith play for three Listen, I was there on his first career start. I mean, the kid looks scared. He doesn't look like he's, he's it for New York. And the Jets have been going over this for years. So, and Thank you for the call, Tony. We really appreciate it. Uh, this, listen, the thing is with Fitzpatrick compared to Geno Smith, Fitzpatrick has... He doesn't have it, but he can play here. He showed that. He still won 10 games. I mean, let's not disregard the fact. True. I understand that in the money game, he didn't come up big. The game plan was not great. Tom, Todd Bowles did not coach a good game. I, he, I, I'll look but, at the stats right now from last year. But That's the game you need to win. That's the game that puts you in the playoffs. You can't go in that game with a mindset of, you know, however, you're going to pass the ball. 30 times or whatever, you got to make sure Ivory's, you know. Listen, you play to your biggest – Ivory got six yards, 81 carries. He, I remember that. He had that big run in the, early right. in that game, and he barely got the ball after that. I mean, and you know what? And he's right. Uh, it, uh, Tony, thank you for the call, Tony. Um, he's right. When the secondary did nothing last year, Antonio Cromartie, forget about it. I, he, <laughs> I mean, you saw after week five or six, he, he was not himself. Definitely not. Uh, Darrell Revis, you saw him get burned numerous amount of times throughout last season. DeAndre Hopkins, Sammy Watkins. Um, but this defense has the ability to rear its ugly head. But like I said, up front, it just it covers up a lot of it covers up a lot of things that are ugly in that secondary. And the Jets plan out for what you're going to play in in the in the regular season. They went out and they drafted a versatile linebacker from Ohio State who's getting, who can cover linebackers, who can, who could excuse me, who can cover tight ends, who could cover Rob Gronkowski, who can cover well, no, he can cover Rob Gronkowski. Uh, but you know, gives you a fighting chance. I know what you mean. So, um, listen, thing with Fitzpatrick, I do not want Geno Smith running this team. But are you confident with Fitzpatrick? More than Geno Smith? Obviously, but is Fitzpatrick going to get you an AFC title? Well, now they might have a chance. And you know why? You know what else happened this week? What is that? Tom Brady is getting his 
Four game suspension. They could go 0 4. Tom Brady will win 12 in a row. They could go 0 4. Tom Brady will 12 in a row. The thing, but this is, this, it just shows the debacle that is the Jets quarterback situation. Let me ask you something. How many, if I had to tell you right now, if you had to take a guess, how many teams do you think are comfortable with their quarterback situation that they think they have a guy for the short term and the long term that they're confident with? Tell me, how many? Just take a guess. I couldn't. I don't know. All right. The Patriots, that's no question. Uh, the Bills, Bills probably uh, not. Dolphins, the Dolphins yeah. they, pay Do- they pay Ryan Tannehill big money, so they think they have the guy. Well, I don't even know if he is. I doubt it. No, I don't honest. think so either, but money don't lie. Bengals, yes. You got, yeah. Steelers, yes. Ravens, Steelers. Obviously, I mean, that's no question. Ravens, yes. Browns, uh, no. That's probably the one situation. Well, how many years? Well, let's go back to the Steelers. How many more years do you think Big Ben has in him? Four or five? Why not? He's from Sony, signs of slowing down. The Texans gave big money to Brock Osweiler. Obviously, they think they have the guy. Let's hope so. I'm a big Brock Osweiler fan. Colts, yes. Jaguars, I love Blake Bortles. I think he's going to be a star. Jaguars are going to look good soon. They got some nice receivers out there, too, and that defense is great. Titans think they have the guy. Broncos, they drafted a guy they think they could be hit in the first round. Chiefs, Chiefs. probably not. Probably. I like Alex Alex Smith. Smith. Yeah. Raiders, Derek Carr is a guy I love. I love Carr. Rivers, Rivers on the Chargers. Redskins think they have the guy. I wasn't taking that lead. You know, Chargers still need. That's a bad team, though. That was a bad yeah, team. Exactly. Last I know, year. but Rivers. Is... They, they got some help this season. Look for a bounce back with them. Yeah. Eagles don't, but they think they do. They traded a boatload of picks to get a guy that they think they could be the guy. Giants have Eli. Dallas have Romo. Vikings. How many more years do you think Giants have of Eli? Three, four, four, five. Three. I mean, listen, this is he's an Iron Man. This is a guy that never gets hurt. I know. So, so until you see these guys slowing down, it's like what Brady said: "I'll retire when I suck." Well, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, listen, Panthers. You could go down the line: Panthers, right. Lions, Saints, Cardinals, Falcons. Seahawks, Falcons. I mean, come on. Like the Jets, probably the Forty ers No, the Jets are the only team besides the aside from the Browns that you look, look at them and say they have a plan for the future with They're quarterbacks. Right. Is no, Hackenberg no. the guy? I don't know. He hasn't stepped on an NFL field yet. Is Bryce Petty the guy? I, I, I don't think so. He would have saw some time last year, right? From the preseason. So. You would have thought maybe. I, I... Well, I guess we'll see what happens. But we this, still have training camp to look forward to. This has been going on for years with this team. When was the last time the Jets had a quarterback Chad. and you said, that's the guy? That's going to be the Chad guy for Tennyson. 10 years. Chad and that Tennyson. didn't work out. And then you look at Mark Sanchez, that certainly didn't work out aside for the first two years. Which, yeah, you got the two championship games. You didn't win anything. No. He didn't come up big for you in those two games. It's all about the money game. It's like you and me with the Giants. It's like when people say, well, Eli Manning, you know, the regular season, you're skeptical about When he's in the money game, you see how he performs. Oh, yeah. And last year he had a career year, even though even though they didn't make the wall, that's they went out and they fixed the defense because they had the worst defense in franchise history. They're gonna look out for the Giants this year. I'm telling you. I don't think they're gonna be a bad team. I think they'll I don't be think around so. nine I think wins. Hopefully, if Victor Cruz is fully healthy, which it's starting to look like he will be, they got that a nice defense, nice defense uh, with uh, Olivier Brennan. This this is the this. they got snacks. That's the offensive line. You brought but... up you brought up Victor Cruz. I have no expectations for Victor Cruz at all. The guy hasn't played in two full years. Why should I have no, expectations? Of course. I mean, but let's just hope he gets that healthy. We're crying out loud. You know, we haven't seen him on the field in two years. Listen, so. if you look at their schedule, you know, Dallas, you always have a fighting chance against. 
the Saints, you get them at home. The Redskins, you had two tough games with the Vikings and Green Bay, both on the road. You know, you get Baltimore at home. You have a game in London against the Rams. Philly's going to be a bad team this year. Looks like, oh, you, know. you get Cincinnati and a... You never know if Philly and the Giants. No, nah, I don't... Yeah. You got Cleveland. I mean, Detroit, they don't have Megatron anymore. Philly, again. I, mean, I think Dallas is going to be interesting this year. I, yeah, I mean, let's see if Roman can stay healthy. The schedule isn't murderer's row. All this football talks making me really excited for our fantasy football league, Errol. Yeah, the one that you haven't made yet? Yeah, we'll do that soon. Yeah, okay. We'll get to that. Just like you said, yeah, I don't know. I won't even bring it up. I won't upset you. Don't worry. Um, yeah, so to get – and we had a little bit of uh, transition over to hockey a little bit. We had, a, <laughs> we had a really interesting trade that affected a lot of our friends and family members, and especially my partner. I, let me – all right. I'm the guy that's – I'm going to give a really fast reaction as soon as something happens. And usually I end up channeling my – you know, thought of mine to the other way. I only just, listen. Let's just tell him what happened. For Sarge 29, or he's going to turn 29 this by, I think, September. Uh, this is a guy who, a leader on this team, yes, and a good chemistry guy, a good glue guy. Everything really came together with him. Fan favorite. Fan favorite, absolutely. I mean, my sister had the same eyes that I had when Callahan got traded. She was not happy about this. I know a lot of those Prasarge fans. Trust um, me. He is. It, but it's a guy that you a lot left a lot was left to be desired last year. I mean, he had this to him and can you pronounce this kid's name from yeah. Ottawa? Zabinajet. Zabinajet, right? Oh, especially my, I Mika. 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 Mika was Zabinajet. Um, and he had so much potential. He does. He's only well. This is the thing. They got younger. They said they wanted to get younger. This wasn't what I expected by any means. I expected you know a buyout of Girardi, a trade of Nash. I this didn't expect great, it. In all honesty, this was a great deal. For the Rangers. Listen, at first you look at it, they traded my favorite player. I mean, a guy who was 1-1A first-line center with Derek Stefan last year. Um, but this is all – you're also getting a guy who has a less salary. This is a cap move. Probably similar points. Similar points. I think there's a three-point three range with them as a Benajad and Derek Broussard. Six years younger. Um, this probably gives you the cap flexibility to re-sign Kreider and Hayes. I saw I saw an article that you know maybe they, they'll be able to do. No, I saw an article maybe they could trade Hayes. I don't think they're going to maybe do they that. Maybe they could trade Nass. Uh, it's another thing. Listen, don't don't think this is it, guys. I think more is coming. Okay. Uh, Ranger fans gotta hope so. Yeah, I, you can't go into battle with this team. No, I you can't. You saw what happened. They just got absolutely embarrassed last year. I mean, you, know, you blink and the series is over. I know they ended up winning game two convincingly. That you thought they could come back and win that series. But after that, it wasn't even close. I no. mean, you lost two games more than by more than three goals. They, you, you and you got to feel for Hank, you know. He put this team on his back. Well, and another thing, you mentioned Lundqvist. Uh, people say, well, maybe this is the start of a rebuild. You can't rebuild. I mean, you got a 33-year-old goalie. He's not getting any younger. And he hasn't won a cup yet, you uh, know. I, you know, I, you have to get When's the time for Lundqvist to say, you know, I want out, I want a cup? Well, maybe, listen, he loves playing in New York. Man. Of course you he know does. That. He doesn't want to play in New York. Uh, Thomas Vanek. I can think. I mean, I can think of a lot of people on a, bas- on a basketball perspective. I can think of a lot of people, but it's a conversation for a different day. The thing is with Broussard, he had a lot of chemistry with players on his team. You could build more chemistry. I mean, listen, is he gonna, what is, say his name again. 
Zabinajad. Zabinajad could go out, you know, have a night out with the boys. They'll be fine. Whatever. They'll uh, be fine. But uh, this is a team that Gorton said yes, was on record yesterday and said, we never even talked about tra- buying out Dan Girardi. Didn't even talk about buying out Mark Stahl. Mark Stahl's never been the same since mm, that eye injury. No, absolutely not. But this is two guys that I guess they figure, well, they've been they've gone through a lot of wear and tear over the last few years. All the big playoff runs, you know, three Eastern conferences and finals in the last five years. Um, he maybe they just need an extra rest. Maybe they just need a longer off season. So that's what they're banking on. I doubt. Well, you can't go in. That's like how. Let's compare this to the Mets. That's how the Mets went in with their third base situation. You know, they're gonna hope David Wright is healthy, not have a backup plan. Are the Rangers really going to war like that? You but, know. Well, this is the. I mean, it's it's two different situations. I mean, Wright was a guy who had a condition that could possibly get no, his course. career. I mean, I, of course. I mean, this is two guys. They just look old. They look slow. And, you but know, you can't go into war with them being your top guys. You know. Can Can you tell that by now? I'm just being optimistic. Can you tell that by just one bad postseason? I mean, this is a, these are two guys that you relied so heavy on. They weren't like right during the regular season. Though. No, no, they weren't. But I, I mean, what do you play for? You play for the regular season. You play for the postseason. Yeah. I mean, we've seen. You know, we talked about Eli Manning. Maybe not. There's a lot left to be desired in the post in the regular season, but in the postseason, he's money. And he does. He has what an eight and three record in the playoffs. Uh, two Super Bowl MVPs. He comes up big in big games. So well, hopefully, hopefully, you. That's what they're thinking. That's their sense of thinking. Gordon said that yesterday. Well. Well, let me just backtrack. You know, I know it would never happen, but Rick Nash, how about him on a line with Jonathan Tavares? You know, I know it would never what happen. The Rangers trade Nash to the Islanders. I know, I'm just saying it would never happen, but that would be the best thing for John, John Tavares. Your phone, your phone's going to be blowing up with, like, it texts about how you're just so, oh, my God, I love you. Come on, you don't think that would, that would help Nash more than it would help Tavares, obviously. I mean, let, hey, listen, maybe that caller wants to say something about, about that. Caller, state your name. Where are you from? Caller, state your name. Where are you from? This is Joe from Merrick. First time caller. Hey, Joe. Joe. I cannot fathom that you just talked about the Islanders trading for Rick Nash. First off, you never trade with your biggest rival. Second off, in what world do the New York Islanders have $8 million to spend on Rick Nash? He's an $8 million penalty killer, a shell of him for his former self. This would be a horrible move for the Islanders, one that is so out of Garth Snow's, Snow's category. He never makes deals like that. That's just unfathomable that you just even suggested that, even thought of that. Yeah, we'll give you Rick Nash for the ice that. That's absurd. I'm saying it will never happen. I understand that. But I think it will, you know, I think it will increase the scoring. Yeah, I mean, so it a lot of things. Rick Nash hasn't scored in five years. He hasn't played with the guy like John John Tavares. Um, but he's supposed At $8 million, so you're going to pay a guy, Rick Nash, you're going to bring him in and pay him more than you're paying John Tavares? He was never performed in the postseason, doesn't hit anybody along the boards. That would be a horrible deal, Weissman. Well, I, I, 
Really appreciate your opinion. Joe, I appreciate your opinion a whole lot more than he does. That was, I thought your, your phone was going to be blowing up. Our phones are blowing up. That was, uh, <laughs> oh God. And listen, it shows the end up thinking of you sometimes. You just, you got to think. Well, you ever heard that expression, think before you speak? You ever heard? Well, of, I don't seem to do that a lot, you know, I guess. Uh, you don't. Yeah. I, that was, oh, that was great. That was funny. Well, how about a guy like Nikita Kucherov? Uh, well, we did hear rumors, and there are serious rumors that the Islanders could be, you know, in line to either acquire him or sign. Which, you know, well, they, Ryan Strom isn't signed. Well, he's a restricted free agent, Kucherov, correct? And so is Ryan Strom. So that's, you know, maybe a perfect match right there. I think the Islanders would have to give up a little more, but I, that's a guy. I mean, you put that's now actually realistic. I'm not, I know. Like I said, let's just backtrack a little bit. Back up the bus. Nash, I said, was unrealistic. I said it would never, ever, ever happen. But tell me honestly, honestly, you think Tavares will do okay with Nash? Would Nash do okay with Tavares? But, but who wouldn't do okay with John Tavares? Exactly. You, you know my take on John Tavares. I picked him to win the heart last year. If he's not the best, he's one of the best two-way players in hockey. The thing is, that caller came in and ripped you apart. Because that would be the stupidest thing the Islanders... I would fire Garth Snow right there. I mean, come on. I, $7 million for nothing? I would give him up for nothing. I would pay half his salary. All right, and you win, you win. I mean, come on. I always win. It should be called the Oz and White. Who's just Kucherov over here? Listen, that would make them one of the best first lines in hockey. If you had Ladd, Tavares, and Kucherov, I, I don't... You know, it would be one of the best lines in hockey. When, and PA has a lot of chemistry with Tavares, so we'll see Paratos back on that line, well, on that first line. You see a lot of guys, or system guys, guys just play well with each other. Uh, you saw it with Hagelin. Um, he was in the right system with the Rangers, wasn't in the right system with the Ducks, went right back to the Penguins, played on the same line as Malkin, got a cop, played well, was a big reason actually why. Uh, he's a great penalty killer. Um, yeah, listen, and we do have, um, we should actually have the Mets lineup in any minute now. Because the Cubs lineup just came out. So we'll have that for you as soon as it comes. Hey, look who's back in the Cubs lineup. Ben Zobris, there you go. That didn't last long. Um, I have Tony Lostello leading off, though. Yeah. Not uh, Zobris. Listen, to get back to this a little bit, uh, that was, <laughs> I'm still laughing. Joe from Merrick, you're my new <laughs> favorite person, man. Um, he, listen... The Islanders, the way they're constructed right now, can they win a cup? Yeah, they could. I mean, they got a great team around whatever goalie they're going to throw out there. I think it's going to be Yaroslav Halak. We just saw a Stanley Cup final, which featured not, you know, didn't exactly feature two two goalies that were elite, to say the least. So, you don't know, man. I mean, you say that goalie is the most important position in hockey. Look who's won the cup over the last few years. Look at the Blackhawks. Corey Crawford, elite. No. He's not top five. I Definitely mean, not. I, listen. But they build that team around Jonathan Tews and Patrick Kane. And, you, you, and look what happened. You either build your team around the goalie or you build, you know, you build around a goalie that you don't have to spend a lot of money on. Well, now the Islanders have those two guys. But you can't go. And Jonathan Tavares and Andrew Lamb. But can you go into the season with two goalies on your roster? You know the, you know the saying in football. If you say have two quarterbacks, you really have none. If you have two goalies, you really have none. But who are you going to play? It's just going well, to cause controversy. They're going to get rid of one one of the three goalies that they have in 
So, but they should have. Gross or Brubay, I think it's going to be Grice. They should have done that before the draft, though. Just like, I, you know. After well, there's the, no goalie market right now. There well, wasn't a market. There was a, there's a lot of teams looking for goalies. We we had Rob Tab on here a few weeks ago on Cal- record telling us there was a few teams looking for goalies. Calgary was looking. Toronto was looking. They're done. Anaheim's done. What about Dallas? I mean, you saw that. Dallas is a team, you know, that's interesting. New Jersey's looking for a backup goalie with Corey Snyder. You know, that's interesting. Grice. Maybe a good fit with New Jersey now. New Jersey's going to be a good team now. Grace has to start, though. I mean, well, no, of course, Snyder's. No, I'm not saying he would start in New Jersey. I'm saying he has to go to a situation where he's going to start. I don't know. Can he play a full, like, 82 games? That's what you got to figure out. And that's why I don't know if you can start him right away. Well, listen, you saw. That's why I'd be nervous to have him as the Islander starter. It's kind of similar to Cam Talbot, except. You know, you don't have a surefire starter. Halak's not the surefire starter that Lundqvist did. Obviously. But you traded Talbot. You got a couple second-round picks for him. You got what you could out of him. Um, trade one of them. See what you can get. If you have con- – but it just shows they don't have the utmost confidence in either one of them. It's like the thing with the Jets. They don't have the utmost confidence in Geno Smith where they could pull the offer from Ryan Fitzpatrick. They don't have that. So, to get – well. Get him some more hockey later. Uh, what did you write down? What, what is this? Oh, you wanted to go with... You went to the... Um, I was at the town hall meeting at the Fox Yeah, why don't you talk about that a little Yeah, so the New York Islanders, or new owners, John Ledecky, uh, held a, a town hall, per se, to just basically pump up the fans. It wasn't anything crazy, but got the fans kind of excited. So basically, he just said what he looks to do. He said he's going to get the Long Island Railroad, you know, in place. Hopefully fix that, get more uh, cars for the playoffs, more trains. You know, he also talked about how John Tavares will not be a free agent, uh, free agent once free agency comes. Hopefully they'll extend him within the next – I think they can only extend him starting next year. And then you also um, talk about going in there, kicking the Rangers, you know what? Oh, yeah, that's because that's – hopefully, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but that's what so basically, I'm hoping for, like whatever happened last season. Basically, he's the Rex Ryan of owners, of owners, right? Yeah, and that was a really fun night, you know. I think Ledecky's going to be really great for the Islanders. Let's just – I just want him to do it, you know. He can walk – he can talk to talk, but can he walk the walk? We'll find out. And we got a caller on right now. Uh, caller, state your name. Where are you from? Caller, state your name. Where are you from? Mike from New York Hello? City. How you doing? Mike from New York City. How hey, Mike. What's going on, buddy? What's going on, Mike? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I have a question for you. You were just ranting and raving about the goalie situation, and you were like, why didn't he trade one for the before the draft? Don't you honestly you can you honestly sit here and say that if he if he had a trade offer for one of them he would have not he would have done it? Come on. But uh, you're like you're not saying he didn't. Wait a second. You're saying there's this huge goalie market at the draft. One team traded for a goalie. One. Calgary. Oh, it's Calgary, right? Yeah, that's right, it. So- so when when I say, when somebody says a huge trade market, I say, well, there's 30, 30 teams interested. There's not. There was one. And, you said it was a big trade. No, you said it was. If anybody, 
if anybody feels that Rick Nash is still still better than, you know, a, worth more than a bag of pups, then you know what? I got to turn off this show. Come on. Listen, this team's looking for goalies out there, though. You don't think Buffalo's out there looking for a goalie? You don't think Carolina is looking for a goalie change over there, a younger option? I mean, there are teams, so, there are teams out there. So if, they, so if they were looking for a goalie and Snowy had a chance to pull to get rid of a $4 million contract, don't you think it would have happened already? What do you think? He's just going to sit there and sure. know that he has a three-goalie controversy and he's just going to sit there until training camp? He would have had, rather had this well, a while ago. You don't, think, you don't think that he offered $6 million for Louis Erickson and the reason why maybe he couldn't maybe go a couple bucks more is because he didn't have the cap room? Come on. But has it, common sense here. Steven, correct me if I'm wrong. Hasn't Gar Snow been notorious for really sitting on his hands and not doing much? Um... Yes, but I mean last yes, year. He... But remember something: new July. ownership came in July first, expecting things to happen. Like this is like, this is like a coloring book that you could just connect the dots. I feel like I'm listening to Mike Francesa here. <laughs> I appreciate that because I like Mike Francesa's paycheck, Mike. Mike, thank you for the call, buddy. And we are gonna, you know, get into what you were just talking about. Um, is there not a big goalie? Mo- Listen, I, I'm not saying there's a big goal, huge goalie market out there. But don't you think Winnipeg would look for a goalie change? I mean, they came in last place in their conference last year, in their uh, excuse me, in their division last year. Don't you think Colorado? I mean, Colorado, Valmont hasn't stayed healthy for the last couple of years. Don't you think they'd be looking for a change? There are teams out there looking for that wouldn't mind a goalie change. As much as no. you, you know, Scrivens played like good a couple years ago. What did they do? They went and traded for. <laughs> they went and traded for Cam uh, Talbot. I mean, teams are are always open to change. I didn't hear anything about Broussard. There were no there were no big rumors out there about Broussard. And look what happened. There were no big rumors about it. I mean, everyone was shocked when Subban got traded for Weber. I mean, things happen out of the blue. We've seen that time and time again. We can see it again with this goalie situation. Because, again, do you want a goalie controversy going into a season where you're expecting big things for this team? When you're expecting big things from a guy like Tavares, and you're expecting big things from a defense where – Getting a little bit older, man. I mean, you're paying a lot of money to Johnny Boychuk, and he's he's not getting any younger. So, Mike, thank you for the call. I, I, gotta, uh, I, I still think Garth has another move, a couple more moves than him, though. I, they're definitely going to – definitely should, anyway, trade for one more forward, preferably a wing. And but listen, Garth's – Obviously going to not go into the season with three goalies. They They – they're not doing that. It's what's not happening? Wasn't everyone screaming for him to trade that pick and the first round pick and draft this year for something? But there's nothing available. Listen, there's uh, no trade. There's no trade market. No one wanted to take uh, Josh Bailey or Mikhail Grabowski or you know. And we got Mikhail another Coleman. We got another caller on. Call state your name. Where are you from? This is Joe from America again. Yo, what's going on, buddy? You, Oz, I love you, man, but the Islanders' defense is aging. You have Nicoletti. Nicoletti is a 24-year-old stud who hasn't reached his peak yet. You have a rookie who showed incredible potential during the playoffs in Ryan Pulak. A Scott Mayfield. A 
Uh, Pellick, who's just coming up. Thomas Hickey is young. Travis Hamannick is young, signed to a team-friendly contract. The only one who's a little older is Johnny Boychuk, who honestly looked like he was playing hurt most of the year last year. The guy's still tough as nails. That defense is fine. I, I was focusing I agree with more. You, Joe. I was focusing more towards Darren Boychuk. Once, once you see defenseman hit thirty, you never know where you're going to get. But you're right. You're right. Their defense is relatively young, aside from Darren Boychuk. Uh, and we'll see what they do this year. I mean, you saw them. I, I, a series I expected them to win last season. We didn't really see them up to par. Um, even what they were. <laughs> no, well, I, I fully agree with you, Joe. I mean, the difference, no, it wasn't too bad last year. Calvin DeHaan, a little shaky, ended up being pretty good at the end. Uh, he led the league in block quiet. shots. Yeah, Calvin led the league in block shots last year. That was great. Uh, you know, Hammer, another... Is their leader in the locker room, and it's great. You know, you know they got a good set of defensive guys. Pulak coming into his own. You know, Mayfield. We'll see what happens. Uh, hopefully, we have room to see uh, Scott Mayfield and Adam Pellish. And uh, we won't on one way contract. What was that? What did you say? I didn't hear anything, Joe. Both are on one way contracts. Yep. You are going to see those guys. Uh, they might have a little bit of a log jam back there, actually. You might move we'll a defenseman in the trade. And, listen, I'm, don't get me wrong, Joe. Thank you for the call, by the way. Um, this is one team, as a Rangers fan, I expect the Islanders to go out there and threaten to win the division this year. I really do. For the fact that, first of all, I love to have their defense. I mean, you saw what happened with the Rangers last year. Um Joe, you're right. I was focusing. Geez, what did I do? I was focusing more that on Johnny Boychuk. He did, you know. I guess he, he, injuries can always come into a factor when a guy is looking old and slow. So, um, the, I said went on record last week and said the, I, what the Islanders. I compared the Islanders to the Avalanche from a few years ago when they, you know, whatever they did after over a hundred points. Um. He, this team, that team lacked leadership. It lacked veteran leadership. They were way, they were very young. I compare the Islanders a little bit in the sense that the Islanders are better defensively. Maybe either goalie option isn't as good as Varmanov was that particular season, but they're very explosive offensively, and they did address veteran leadership. And I'm expecting the Islanders to have a great season, hopefully make it to the, you know, make the playoffs, get past the first two rounds. The steps the ECF is in conference final and take it from there. You know, keep on baby steps. You know, I, this is I listen. You when a team goes into a season, you look at it, you look at your goalie situation. Says, can this guy lead us to the promised land? Neither guy probably we can't. I, I, I no, not not lead you to the promised. Their goaltending. Did you see their goaltending? Listen to me. Season? Listen to me. When you, when you look at the Rangers' oh, goalie on. situation, you look at Longquist, can he lead you? Yes, but you need a team around him. But you don't need a goaltender to lead you into the problem. You don't need a solid goaltender. That, that's what I'm trying to get. You didn't let me finish. You interrupt me all the time. It's disrespectful. You got this. Well, you never let me talk. Listen to me. I'm going to just make you hide. I'm going to hide you somewhere. All right? Weissman and Oz is going to turn to Dr. Oz 2.0 in about two seconds. All right? Can you go into a season? Can this goalie lead you to the promised land? No. 
Either goalie can't lead you there. You have to put a formidable team around that goalie that can help him go there with him. All right, that's what I'm getting out with the Islanders, and that's what the Islanders have done. And I think they're going to be a real threat next season to win this division, even get to the Eastern Conference Finals. And you got a lot of obstacles. You got the Caps still. You got the Penguins. You got Tampa. Yeah, I I mean, you got a lot of – you got an improving um, Detroit team. The whole Metro is going to look good. The whole Metro is going to look good. Even – I'll still throw the Rangers out there because they still have the goalie. So, that's another threat, too. They're going to be no – listen, the Rangers are going to be no cakewalk this year. They're not going to be as good as they were the last few years. But they're certainly not going to be any cakewalk. And to get – more time? Yeah? Yeah. All right, so we do have more time past 2.30. We thank our boss, uh, Bobby, the man, the legend. Thank you very much for giving yep. us a little bit more time. We've had a great show. We've had a lot of callers. And more callers will, you know, are welcome to call. Of we course. really appreciate every single call, whether we agree, disagree. Or agree, or, to, or agree to disagree. <laughs> you know what? Again, all, your opinions are important, and you guys are what make the show. And I, we appreciate all the listeners. Again, again, the number is 1605-562-8001. Press 5 if you want to chime in. Uh, did they get the did we get the meth lineup? I believe he should have put it out by now, shouldn't he have? Maybe not. I mean, Adam, listen, they said they weren't sure if Tespitus was starting in center field. Well, that's what I'm curious to see. That's why we got into the topic earlier. That's why I want to see it. I don't know what's taking Adam Rubin so long. Uh, but we will. Well, when, when we get that, we'll relay it to you guys. We got an extra. How much time we got left? I don't know, whenever we want. I, I, you, want to stay, you want to do 345, 3, up to you. Right, up to you, man. Can we'll we see how, 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 how the show takes us, though. Can we get till 3 o'clock? Is that all right with our man over there? I'm sure it is, you know. So we should be till 3 o'clock. Uh, I have confidence in that. Uh, I'm seeing this, yeah. Gordon yeah. We'll have till 3. All right. So a special treat for you, Weissman and Oz fans. We will be on till 3 o'clock. Perfect. Uh, we're still waiting for that lineup, but while we're who waiting... Do we, who do we got starting for the mess? We have Thor. I'm the guard. Okay. Another guy that, you know... Has the series the, is huge, Chicago. Every series is huge for the mess now, because you have you have Chicago now. You're going to be in Miami this weekend. Another and, huge series. A, a shoot, I mean, a team that's ahead of you in the wild card standings. More then, important than Chicago, in my opinion. Listen, you have... St. Louis was underperformed this year. They're also a little bantered by injuries. Wainwright's finally starting to come into his own. Colorado, a four-game set with them at home. That, that's a series. You year. should win. I know it also is that series. I believe that's the 29th, 30th, and 31st. Or uh, Piazza, Piazza series. Oh, is that that weekend? Yeah, we got that coming up next weekend, too. The Mike Piazza Hall of Fame induction. Perfect. Uh, and then we got that four-game set with the Yankees. August 1st and 2nd will be at City Field. August 3rd and 4th will be at the Bronx. Another team. I, I don't want to put disrespect to the Yankees, but listen, August 1st, you start Beatable that series team. with them. Beatable team. You have no – but listen, but look at that. The deadline's August 1st. Look when they start. You have no idea what that team's going to look like. So you have the Marlins, a team that you, you are better than. Don't get me wrong. The Mets are better than the Marlins. A team in the Cardinals that, all right, like I said, they've underperformed this year, so the Mets. A team in the Rockies you're definitely better than. And a team in the Yankees that you you definitely are going to be better than by the time that August deadline rolls around. Yeah. Well. So I, there's no reason the Mets shouldn't get right back into this division race. 
I mean, you got you also do have to look what the Nationals have coming up, which I am getting up right now. But I mean, you still gotta. All right, so we got so the the versus the Dodgers the next three uh next three games they just you know took uh, two out of three uh against Pittsburgh they got uh San Diego then we team they did struggle against a couple weeks ago before they did yeah then they're in Cleveland who's been a very interesting team to watch so far four in San Francisco four in San Fran and then they go to Arizona August first so I mean we'll just stop there um, yeah. Those West Coast trips are ne- those West Coast trips are never easy. Yeah, Cleveland has been one of the best teams in baseball since May. You got San Diego. They have one of the best rotations too. They, they got like Salazar, oh, they got, got Trevor Bauer. And you sal you salivate about how good the rotations are. The rotation is. I, and that's why you aspired the Mets. That's what you wanted the Mets to be. So. Of course, yeah, but they got to stay healthy. I mean, look at it. I mean, Harvey's out for the year. Maybe the conversations are going to be coming up that maybe you should shut down Steven Matz if he's not healthy. He's pitching pitches. That was a talk about last night. So we'll see what happens with this team, if this team can stay healthy or not. If you can get into a one-game playoff and you throw DeGrom out there and he's going to give it his all against a Fernandez or a Kershaw, you got a chance. That's all you got, though. you got a chance because this is a team that came in with championship aspirations coming off a World Series appearance. You... It's been disappointing. I mean, you know, Dan Worth. You heard Dan Worth and on record talk about how Harvey could have been a Cy Young candidate this year. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen. No. Syndergaard's throwing. You know, all of a sudden he's throwing. He's going from 99 to 100 to 91 miles an hour fastballs. That slider's going down to 88 miles per hour. I mean, a guy you worry about to stay healthy. Matt, a guy you worry about to stay healthy. I can't reiterate that enough. Cologne. Thank God for thank God for big sexy man. I know what. This bothers me. Um, if the Mets rotation was as good as it was planned to be, and if everyone remained healthy, didn't happen. You know, Bartolo Colon could have been a trade ship. If everything worked out perfectly, if Zach Wheeler was, no. was staying on, you know, record to come to the rotation, come all-star break like we thought so, yeah. maybe – you could have considered Bart to be a trade ship. I, I don't know, man. Listen, look at this season. Well, you can never have enough pitching, and the, the, I know this season proves that. Everyone was screaming to trade Matt Harvey after last season, and look what happened. He can't even stay. He didn't stay healthy. Two other pitchers in that rotation isn't healthy. Wheeler's still not back. He was supposed to be back July first. That was the plan. Where is he? August first is the next target. I doubt. I doubt that's going to happen. Oh, look at this. So you know that uh, thoracic outlook syndrome is what Harvey had successful surgery on yesterday, yes. two days ago. Uh, the Royals' top prospect went Kyle, under the same surgery. Kyle Zimmer? Yeah. Um, it says he was, second, it was a number two prospect behind Ryle Mondeze Jr. in the Royal system, and he went under the same surgery. And he'll so be, he'll, maybe this, uh, this is the first time I'm hearing of this, this surgery. Well, this... Just, Thoracic outlet syndrome. Well, until he was actually have had, I, I guess that was when his, his tenure at the Yankees is pretty much done. He, so Phil Hughes also had that surgery, it says here in this article. Uh, I guess <laughs> I guess it's a thing that's trending. Well, let's hope not. I mean, you hate to see these pitchers get hurt. Harvey could have had a young season, could have been an all-star again. You know, get well. Matt Harvey, we'll see you in 2017. And you know what? Just got to go with what we got. Sandy Alderson's got to look out for a 
find a starting pitcher, find another guy in the bullpen. I think they still need that one more one guy. The bullpen's been stellar this whole season. No. You can't complain at all. You know, Bastardo has not been great. Now you just took the words right out of Seth my mouth. Seth Lugo's been a stud. Who? Seth Lugo. Oh, Seth Lugo. What? You don't know who Seth Lugo is? No, he pitched last night, didn't he? Yeah, he struck out Chris Bryant. How many games did he pitch this year? A couple. He's been at least, at least six. Six or seven. I don't know what that up. He's been great, Seth Lugo. You know, Levin's great. Reed, great. Familiar career season. You know, he's been, what is he, at 47 consecutive saves now it is? In the regular season, correct. In the regular season. Uh, it's somewhere around there in that number, in that ballpark. Let's, he's I mean, been great. He's broken a match record this, of consecutive regular season saves. This is a team that wasn't going to blow you away with their bats. This isn't a team that wasn't going to power their or power their way. I mean, that's the only way they are hitting the ball with scoring runs right now. This isn't a, this wasn't a team that was going to score a lot of runs for you to win games. You relied on this power pitching and it's just fly dropping like flies. So we'll see what the Mets do. Big game tonight. Uh I want to ask you a question actually cuz you said you were at the what was it exactly? The new ownership introductions? Oh for oh at Barclays. Was that was that all it was or is there just No, yeah, it was basically just Introducing John Ledecky, he also had uh, Casey Sezikis and Brock Nelson and also Stanley Cup winner and Hall of Famer Bobby Nystrom, Mr. Islander, there to speak with him. And basically it was a Q&A sesh. Uh, Shannon Hogan of MSG, who was the, the pre-game and post-game host, she was also there. She was hosting the event. And it was, well, I can't say it was very informative because it wasn't. But all, what I got from that was John Tavares won't be a free agent. Hopefully, the seats will be sold to get that stadium loud and just like a Nassau Coliseum feeling. He basically said they want he wants to get this place rocking as much as it would to get the center to be the scoreboard to be centered. You know how it's an all center scoreboard. Mm-hmm. He tried to make it funny. I guess it wasn't that funny. Uh, um. I I ask you that because I'm re I just saw this right now. Jamie Ben got an eight year, seventy six million dollar. And you know what? That's something very comparable to what John Tavares can get. Now I was gonna ask you, Jamie Ben's a guy who does play the wing. He is twenty seven already. Um, Tavares, I think when he's twenty seven, he will be in the conversation, if not winning heart trophies. He and he's a center. Centers generally do get paid more money. We've seen that. Let's say much names. Patrick Kane or Alex Ovechkin. Do you think he's going to surpass that contract? No. Really? No. Nine and a half million dollars? I mean, it's possible. I don't think I don't think he, he deserves it, yes. But I don't think he's going to surpass 9.5. No, I think that's the right price for John Tavares. I honestly do. But this is also, I mean, we saw, you know, players like Taze and Kane get close, to, close to 100. I think he's going to be in that range, though. Assuming as far as you know, as he goes, the Islanders go. I think it's, the pressure is also a little bit off of him because they're getting different pieces that can produce around him. Right. Opposed to when they first drafted him and that team was a disaster. You can agree with that. I'm sure. One hundred percent. Um, you know, I think he's going to be in that ten, twelve million dollar range. I mean, no, I, I wouldn't think... be surprised, but it's something the Islanders like got a are going to have to look into. You know, we don't have to worry about that for another year, I believe. Like I said earlier, 
July 1st, 2017 is when he can uh, sign. So, uh, also, I mean, is this? It'll be interesting. Is there state? I don't think there's a state tax in Texas. Is there? I don't think so. So that's another thing you have to look into, though. Oh yeah, Dallas. I mean, it's they pay him nine and a half million dollars, but taxes, you know, New York is a tax. Obviously, uh, I, uh, clearly. Trust me, I know. That's what I'm bringing up. So 12, 10, 11 million for Tavares would be comparable to nine and a half million for Ben. Also, you, the cap's probably going to be going up within the next couple of years. We'll see about that. That's another factor. It's money, 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 baby. And this is this is the reality of a cap sport. And this is the reality. Same thing when the, the Rangers traded for start. It was a cap move, and it was a move to get younger. Uh, you don't see that in baseball. You see, you know, you see the teams like the Yankees back in the you know not back in the day, but a decade ago. I guess what ten, nine, you know, ten, eleven years ago. You see a team like the Dodgers lately, and the Red Sox, and the Angels just spending like drunken sailors. Teams, it's as much money as you got if you're an owner. Some teams can't do that. The Mets have not been notorious to do that at all. Teams like, you know, even teams that have success, like the Rays, they have not been able to do that at all. So, um, another thing to get into, uh, let's talk some basketball, actually. <laughs> so it's space. Um, Kevin Durant. Uh, the question was going out: Does Kevin Durant owe Russell Westbrook an apology? No. For bolting to the Warriors. Uh, the, the thing is with Kevin Durant, um, he didn't. He didn't even have meetings with the Lakers or the Knicks because it's not exactly any place that he wanted to go and wait to win. Because no, of course, two- Lakers. I mean, they're struggling right now. You know, Lakers they got some nice first-round uh, prospects that they got, but, you know, the, Durant wants to win. The Lakers are, don't blame them. are literally, listen, let me tell you, the bulk of their team, okay? Ingram is 19, 20 years old. Uh, Jordan Clarkson's a little on the other side. D'Angelo Russell is 20 years old. Julius Randle just turned 21, 20. And then Simon Mosgrove to a monster contract. That was Stupidest thing they could have done. Ivaka Zubak, who was supposed to be the starting center, 20 years old. You literally have kids, if they win big games, cannot go out for a drink with their teammates. This team is full of children. And the reason I'm talking about this is because it's the debate about Russell Westbrook again. Where is he going to want to play after next season? Is he going to want to stay in Oklahoma City? Or is he going to want to follow Kevin Durant? Is he going to... No, 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 no. He's not going to Golden State. What do you think this is? What is this, sir? Just hit him, everyone. I hope you heard that. I love you, brother. Um, Never to New York. Listen, that's the thing. He's a big fashion guy. He's a big under the lights guy. So there's a chance that he could come to New York purely for that. But you need a lot more if you're the listen. If the Knicks go out there, Derrick Rose has an old. This is the pitch they can make to them. If the, if all the chips, if all the cards play right, if say if Derrick Rose is an All Star, and the only problem I've ever had with this move is that because you, you basically gave up nothing to get him. No, it's a, it's a high. It's a, Low risk move. The, you know. the thing is with him, I wanted a point guard that they maybe have a long term future with, which obviously wasn't out there for them. So this is what they did decided to do. You go out, say Derrick Rose goes out and has an All Star season, and I think you and I could both agree that Russell mm-hmm. Westbrook is definitely a step up, an upgrade from Derrick Rose. You go out there, he has, he has an All Star season. Melo has a good season. KP has a good season. But you're just hoping and hoping. Well, that, I mean, that's all you can do going into a season. I mean, you can hope LeBron James stays healthy. You can hope 
Kevin Durant, you know, help, you usually hope for health. I mean, you can hope Derrick Rose stays healthy. Well, if you if Derrick Rose isn't healthy, what happens? Season's over. Uh, well, you're banking, mean, on, you're well, banking on injury, and you can't go into that with the season like we talked about with the mess. Talked about with the, with the football, the hockey. You can't go into a season like, you know, thinking on injury. You, you just can't do that. No, you're right on that one. I was going to make this comparison again, again with the mess. They didn't have a backup point going to David Wright. Not a solid one, at least. I mean, but that's um, what the, the Knicks are doing with Eric Rose. The Knicks do, though. They signed Brandon Jennings. So these are two guys that are playing for a contract that are going to go out and try to put up the biggest numbers that they possibly can. They go out and sign Brandon Jennings, who could be a could have been a starter somewhere else if he stayed healthy. But, you know, he, he fell off the map a little bit. They go out and they address the point backup point guard situation. If Derek Rose is healthy as an all-star season and all your cards are played right, say if you're like a fourth seed. You get home court advantage in a round in the playoffs. You win a round, okay? With the, when you sit down, hopefully they would get a meeting with Russell Westbrook. I really expect them to, unless he decides to re-sign before he hits free agency, which I really doubt. If you sit down with Westbrook and you say, listen, listen to me, Derrick Rose, we're a fourth seed. You, you could be an MVP candidate. With you, forget it. We're, play, we're number two seed. We're playing in the Eastern Conference Finals, baby. We're battling with the Cavs. We're trying to get to the finals with you. I'm talking about you for MVP. You get all the recognition, all the bright lights, all the fashion <laughs> avenues right across the street, man. Is that going to get them in it, New York? Could. you got to show. Listen, the Knicks have to show that they're an attractive place to play. Take them to dinner. Take you them, know. Yeah, so, so what? I mean, Sam Presti could take them to dinner, too, and say, stay with me, which obviously I don't think that's going to happen, especially if you're talking about trading him. I mean, it just it, – it, this is this is a team where you're going into expectations and saying, all right, let's get to the playoffs. Let's get a home court advantage. Let's make sure everyone's healthy in this in this uh, on this team. Just facing the team off health. That's what you're doing if you're uh, Phil Jackson. I, mean, well, I don't think that's the best idea. Well, listen, this is I think you got to get a backup. You know, this is the thing with Phil Jackson. Um, he came in a year removed, two years removed from a 54-win season where the, the, uh, the Rangers. The Knicks decided to go in a different direction other than Mike Woodson. So he brings Phil Jackson in, he brings in his guy, and he takes the entire uh, team, looks at you know whatever they got on the court, and changes it. Said, this isn't, isn't going to work for the way I want to play. So he goes out, he trades Tyson Chandler, he keeps Melo, which is probably... Just rid of some... Um, and Smith. Smith. So these are two. These are so, uh, and Amari. Yeah, this, yeah, these are guys that you know didn't wasn't going to work in the way he wants to play. But every year, and people are screaming about Phil Jackson that you know he's not free agents. All you heard was that oh LeBron's going to want to play here because Phil Jackson's running the team. Durant's going to want to play here because Phil. They, they were never going to play here. No. You can't win right now with this team. Even when he was here, when he first got here, he won 17 games his first year. The year after that, uh, the year after that, you win 15 games more, and you change the players. This is embarrassing. I mean, year after year, you're changing the players. You're changing what the product on the court. And and that listen again, once again, you gotta preach if you're if you're what's his name, Uh, Phil Jackson. You you gotta preach consistency. Preach to the choir, man. You know, every year he's changed the product on the court, and he's improved it. On paper right now, it looks like this is an improved product on the court. We'll see what happens, though. You got to, like I said, talk to talk, but can you walk the walk? Can they actually prove to themselves that they can contend, you know, 
say as healthy as they could that's really what they're banking on. When push comes to serve, comes to sub, excuse me, it's really they're banking on injuries. I know they got Courtney Lee. So that was an interesting signing. You know, it's going to be interesting. Derek Rose, you got Joakim Noah. It's just that's friends with Derek Rose. It's going to be really uh, a fun season for the Knicks fans. Porzingis could even be better than his rookie year. Oh, absolutely. I think it's going to take a big step up this year. He, well, one can hope. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, he's got to get he's got to get more muscle on when he's you know trying to post up down low. No one expected Porzingis to be what it was. So, well, can you really not expect for, not for a few years though? That's what that was the expectation. Can you expect a bigger step going into next year? Why not? Because he's still young. Yeah, but he was still young last year, and he's, you know, but he's even that he's still that young and. You can't. You can't really. No, I know. I that's not fair. I you can't say he's gonna like. I understand improve. what you. I understand what you're saying. What you have to realize: this is New York City, the mecca basket. The me, this is the mecca. So when you go out there and you do what Porzingis did last year, people are gonna be wanting more the year after, and that's what Porzingis. That's the pressure that's gonna be put on Kristaps Porzingis. Uh, I got some break. Oh, it was about 15 minutes ago. John Heyman broke some news. Uh. The Dodgers pitcher, who was very good for them when he was healthy a couple of years ago, who just got back this season, and this can help the Mets. I mean, you never want to see anyone get hurt. Hoon John Rio, uh, you know, for all the listeners out there, I'm sure you know who I'm talking about. He's likely to miss his next start with elbow irritation. So well, that's he, not good. No, he may have a big elbow issue, which puts them in, even, in an even deeper hole in that rotation because this is a guy you expect, you know, a guy right. similar with the Mets and Zach Wheeler. A guy you expected to come back and to produce for you. Uh, he's been here two weeks now. He's been healthy. Hasn't really produced. No. So that's another thing to look at if you're the Mets. You got a big. I can't. I can't stress it out. You know, I'm very disappointed in Adam Rubin. This guy is so on point with getting the lineups out. He posts. Still nothing. No, he posted the, the Cubs lineup about. Can, what, I, can I project the lineup? Twenty minutes ago. Go ahead. Can I project the lineup? Your guess is your guess is as good as mine. Let's go with Jose Reyes leading off. Okay. Our third baseman. I. We got Curtis Granderson batting second. And right. We got Johannes Cespedes playing left field. We got Neil Walker batting fourth. We got Michael Conforto batting fifth. Or, you know what? Scratch that. Drupal Cabrera batting fifth. Mm-hmm. Michael Conforto batting sixth. Travis Dino, seventh. Ligares, eighth. And pitcher spot, ninth. Can we argue that as a... You're not putting Cespedes in there? I said Cespedes is third. Wait, wait, you just put Granderson in right? No. You put put him no, wait. Put that on me. No. You put... Can I tell you what you just told me? Do you realize what you just said? Oh, I, oh wait. I just put... You put Granderson in right, Ligares in center, and you put Conforto in left. Where is Cespedes in all this? You don't know you Dr. Oz 2.0 is coming, people. You're right, you're right. Jesus you're Christ. Right. You're right. Listen, but to me, if you're going to put, if you're going to make, can you say make, force Cespedes to play center field tonight? If you're going to force Cespedes to play center field tonight, and you're going to put Conforto in left, I think you got to back Conforto third and Cespedes in the cleanup spot. I, I can't watch Neil Walker for that cleanup anymore. He's a good player, and he has been productive not, this season. He's not a cleanup player. 
Uh, Mariano Rivera is the greatest closer to ever walk on a baseball field, and it's not, it's not close. 
It's not Never. close. You can't debate it. It's not debatable. It's not subjective. You cannot argue it. Okay? He's probably not going to be a unanimous decision for that fact. The, for the fact that what people... What do you mean? That, that's a given. Him and Derek Jeter, easy, first round, first ballot, Hall of Fame. Uh, no, first ballot, no question. It's just the, it's just the argument. Are unanimous. they going to be unanimous? No, unanimous. Has so, to. No, but it's not, going, it's not going to. Oh, Why not, though? Because that's just the way. I mean, listen, there's so many guys that would have been deserving of it. Pedro would have been deserving of it. Which is Grippy should have been deserving of it. Uh, Randy Johnson back, should have been deserving of it. They also they also have the whole steroids issue, too. That's a whole other right, debate whole, for another day. Listen, but you got five that's minutes. Probably why Piazza didn't make it as first round. That's a conversation because for another day. Get acting us back. We got five minutes left. Again, if you want to call, if you want to listen, 605-562-8001. Press 5 to chime in. We're on I-95 Sports Network. Got five minutes left, and you know what I'm excited about, man. What are you excited for? Fantasy football. Coming to town. Can we set that up? Like, yeah, well, soon? You set it up. You brought it I'll up. It up. It. Can we do Yahoo Fantasy? Yeah. Well, Yahoo's like, fun. All right, whatever. Listen, I'm, I'm on ESPN. Ten rankings, because that's what real men play, first of all. Okay. So what what do you got as your first three three guys well, in the overall ranking? What they got is Brown, ODB, and Adrian Peterson. I think they're doing it. Oh, this is ESPN standard. Um, I guess they're looking more, because there are more and more leagues out there that are PPR. You got, I'll, I'll read you the top ten. You just tell me if you disagree with anything. Okay. Brown first, second, second. Peterson third, Jones fourth, Le'Veon Bell fifth. Yeah, uh, I like Bell fifth. He had a great I, I season besides his injury and suspension. He was, you know, I would have put him in the I later and later top ten. But I would have put him higher. I would have put him third. I would have put him second. I would. I would put. Yeah. Him, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gurley sixth, Hopkins seventh, Ezekiel. <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott. That's eight. what's so funny. How is Ezekiel Elliott in the top ten? He hasn't played one professional football game. Listen, he's got that line behind him. He's going to get a lot of yards. I mean, he's someone I really wanted the Giants to draft. Yeah, but he was never going to make it. He wasn't going to make it. I know. No. I know. Uh, this is actually, I was talking to my buddy the other day. This is a guy that's, you know, shooting up the draft boards is David Johnson. But the thing is, you got two two guys behind them that could also show Last year carries. was a rookie or two years ago was his rookie? Uh, he two was last. Ago. No, it was last year, 2015 last pick. Year. He was a third-round pick. But listen, you got Chris Johnson and Andre Ellington behind them. I mean, they could take a look few of his carries. And then you got Des Bryant to round out the top ten. I'm excited, man. I, I mean, I'm How just, is Gronk not in there? Uh, Best tight end in football. He's 12. Okay, so I'm, no, I, not bad. I'm looking for the first quarterback that they have ranked. And you have to go. To, you got to go Cam or Tom. Really, uh, right? I figure they have Cam. I'm just. Is, is this? No, wait. This has to be no. Oh, uh, this is all. You gotta go down to. I'm still scrolling down. Wow, that's respect. I, I mean, listen. I know quarterbacks. The quarterback play in fantasy has been declining. Here we go. Cam Newton ranked yeah, 35th. I'm guessing Tom Brady is number two. Uh, no, probably not. Rodgers. Forget Tom Brady's out for four games. That. Yeah. Did you hear the conversations that it, that came out when he got suspended? If Garoppolo goes out and lights the world on fire for four games, can he take over the job? Come on. That's. No, that's no. a joke. No, come on, man. When Drew Bledsoe did it, you know what the difference is between Drew Bledsoe and Tom Brady? Drew Bledsoe wasn't good, for lack of a better word. Tom Brady, in my eyes, that's one of, if not the best quarterback to ever walk the earth. 
If you want to put Joe Montana in there first, I don't disagree. Talk about, talk about unanimous decisions for Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, it's football, you know. That's football, obviously, but. Baseball is, is you know, yeah. such a big pecking word for it. It's, it can get so aggravating. Uh, yeah, man, I can't wait. Uh, set up a fantasy football draft. We'll, we'll post that on our Facebook page. We'll get maybe like a 12-team league going. So we'll have, we'll have that for you guys. We'll do a, a for, for fun league. No money involved, Daryl. I know you're a gambling man. No, I'm not. Stop saying that. I don't know where you keep saying that. It aggravates me to say that because you're lying to our audience and I do not appreciate a liar. All right. Um, hopefully by the time we get up, by the time we're on again next week, his Ryan Fitzpatrick fiasco will be settled. Probably not. Listen, I'm the one who went on record last year, and you go back and find the Facebook post on the Weiss and I Go back, share it with the Weiss and Oz page, and go and share it. Because I want a record. Whoever gets to succeed, I think will go to the Super Bowl. And that's, you know, that's just a factor of looking into what situation is in there. Is you know, is, is factored in. You saw the. I mean, listen. You put all six teams that the Jets made the playoffs last year. How many quarterbacks do you take before you take Ryan Fitzpatrick in that playoff picture? One. One. Two. Maybe. Two. I mean, Dalton was hurt. Peyton wasn't himself. So that's something to talk about next week. Thank you, uh, Joe, uh, Joe, Tony, Mike, everyone else who was listening. Thank you very much. You can listen to our show uh, on the i95sportsnetwork.com or also on the SNZ podcast channel. Uh, you can listen to that on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Uh, for the Westman and Oz Show, I'm Stephen. I'm Errol. My, my partner, Stephen, will have the uh, podcast up as soon as possible, right, Stephen? As soon as possible, Errol. Using an overpriced trash bag? Pricey, pricey, pricey. A bag that breaks? Whippy, whippy, whippy. Or a smelly bag? Stinky, stinky, stinky. you got to snag Hefty's Ultra Strong Trash Bag. Always at an ultra-low price. It has Arm & Hammer odor control, so your nose and your wallet will be happy, happy, happy. Hefty Ultra Strong Trash Bags. Hefty Strong all day long. Hefty, hefty, hefty.